Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hockey Jersey Addicts, the podcast and support group for the addicted hockey jersey fan to talk twill, wool, acrylic, and polyester. Join us as we share what we've learned and uncovered about the game of hockey through collecting, restoring, customizing, and selling hockey jerseys. Around here, no jersey is too small or too big, too new or game-worn, too loud or too proud. We see everyone as equal and explore a diverse range of topics ongoing in the hockey community. We'll also dive into the vault with hockey history, trivia, and reminisce as much as possible about the grails we've got, the thrift store finds, and the watchlist wants. So put on some polyester, give us a listen, and if you like what you hear and want more, make sure to subscribe and follow us on your podcast station and social media of choice at Hockey Jersey Addicts. And remember, you miss 100% of the jerseys you don't collect. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Hockey Jersey Addicts. It's Dan, aka Van Can Fan 75. And today, I just want to wish everyone a happy Valentine's Day week. And because it is so, I thought I'd have a matchmaker on. And who would that be? Well, we're interviewing El Damaso Grande or Liam, as he's known, because Liam is just such an amazing Jersey addict who has not only put people in touch with each other to help fulfill their Jersey addict habits, but when it comes to matchmaking is really, really good at the particular details and making jerseys come together spec correctly. So happy Valentine's Day to you, Liam. Welcome on the show. How are you today? Well, thanks, Dan. I'm, I'm doing great. It's, I'm really excited to be on the program finally and uh, big fan of your work. Well, thank you so much, sir. And I'm a big fan of your work because, I mean, I did buy one of the jerseys that you matchmaked together for uh, the community. It's kind of cool how we know each other. It started back when someone else we've had on this show, um, Signing Spock, was like, hey, man, I know you're looking for a salmon skate. And um, one thing led to another. I think somehow another third party got involved out of a local Facebook marketplace. And next thing you know, without even knowing you, I'm sending you a jersey I bought. He's sending it to you and you're putting a kit on it for a 96 beret on a salmon skate for me. So that's that's, pretty neat. (laughs) That's a lot of trust you put in me, especially considering that was my first ever commission. Uh, Nice. Yeah, I'm hoping to to extend that. I've got a few on the go now, but... uh, yeah, hopefully one of many. Yeah, see, that's the really neat thing about um, you just saying that and where you are in the process and how that was your first commission, but now a few. I feel like we're all kind of going through a similar journey together, and if we're addicts, there's like this step program that we're kind of like involved in. And somewhere along the line, I'd say more towards like, middle professional or like step eight or whatever is somewhere in the oh i've i've finished learning how to sew myself and now i'm going to start making them for other people and uh how's the hobby going you liking it oh god i'm I'm quite enjoying it i mean it's you talk about steps and it's almost like aa and reverse where we try and encourage (laughs) we encourage the bad (laughs) habits uh i know i'm 
very bad for that where I try and convince as many people as they can to, well, you may want to take the next step into authentics because there's a, there is a clear progression that everyone goes through. It seems. Um, but in terms of customizing, I mean, I, I, that's another thing that I try and push people into because I think it, it's one of these really rewarding hobbies and it like anything in the hobby, it's as deep of a rabbit hole as you want it to be. And, uh, I, I just, I find Absolutely. it's a great, a great distraction, a great, uh, a great way of channeling all of your obsessions really. Um, <laughs> and just all of your creative energy because there's a lot of room to, for creativity even when you're trying to perfectly replicate something um, oh for sure and uh it's it's great talking to other people just even in the bc area like you uh canucks forever 67 comes to mind as another creative individual mm. experimenting you know with ideas and you're you're pushing the envelope in a different direction. I think you're trying to make part of the um, industry that's already kind of figured out a little bit better by working with companies and improving the kits that go on jerseys, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it really stems from the fact that right now everything is incredibly backlogged uh, it, because of the global situation we're in right now um and the fact that that the hobby has exploded in popularity over the past year or so um uh, at least i assume so because that i've really only really gotten into it in the past year and it seems like everybody i've talked to is in about the same boat mm -hmm. um everything is just so backed up with the customizers that you know if you want something done you know right it's going to take you four five six months to get your jersey back and uh you know i've had some experience behind the sewing machine i decided well why don't i give it a shot and then of course one thing leads to another and uh better is the enemy of good enough and <laughs> i then decide well while i'm at it i might as well make sure that the materials are correct and so i've been working with uh with kevin over at customized sports about getting you know what really the impetus behind this was the orca kits for the canucks because they have a special dazzle twill on the top layer so anyways he gets that going and i decide well you know the four the on one kit that i got it doesn't have a hole on it in the sleeves and it's supposed <laughs> to have a hole there so i might as well redraw that and then well i might as well do the whole set and then well i've done this i might as well go on to every kit that i do now i've got to draw <laughs> myself it's it like I said, it's as deep of a rabbit hole as you wanted to get, but uh, it's it's a lot cheaper than the path I was down before of just using my time to just search all the local listings in eBay and fill the closet. So explain that to me a little bit more, just because I'm a little unfamiliar with drawing up a kit, but I, let me just make some assumptions and then correct me where I'm wrong and kind of help our listeners figure this out. So like if I'm going to a customizer to get a kit on my jersey, I'm going to decide, you know, if I want a player and then maybe an A or a C and maybe they'll have certain very popular stock patches and stock to add to said jersey. But for the most part, 
I figure there's about five decisions going on. And then they're pulling up some program on their computer that is like full of all the information related to that team and changing the number and the name. And then through some process of printing and cutting, I'm sure like making those kits out of those materials. And so are you kind of intercepting at customized sports and being like, instead of you guys going to the drawing board on your program or whatever it is and using that, I'm actually going to give you my file and I want you to use that when you then print this stuff out and make that kit on your end. Is that kind of what's going on? That's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, I, I can't speak to just how, how accurate mine are, but I, I like to say that I have a fairly keen eye and for detail and more important than anything else. I have a hell of a lot of time on my hands. So, <laughs> uh, you know, at the end of the day, this stuff is, tedious it takes a long time to get you know if you want it absolutely perfect so if i what i end up doing is i'll draw out a vector image of the number letter patch that i want to have made up and then i'll copy that vector onto a reference material um a picture of a game worn jersey or a picture of the player in game and drag that over top and make sure everything lines up and if it doesn't then i make adjustments and so forth and um i at the end of the day i i don't think that most people have the time to do that for every single jersey that they're working on because like i said it's a huge time suck but it is what it is i i'm one of these people that is just obsessed with making things the way they should be even if it means driving myself insane in the process because i i think that we are dealing with history here um especially when you're dealing with a rare authentic uh, it it's one of these things that you kind of have to do it justice if you will that's probably the best way i'd put it doing it justice i don't know how many of certain jerseys once you start going back further and further in time are still left mm. so the cringe gets bigger when you just see a bad customized job on something that's rare and you're just you're feeling so bad for that jersey it's like who hurt you man like you didn't deserve this i'm sure of it um so there's well, certainly that yeah go ahead I was just going to say, it's actually on older jerseys as well. It's really hard to perfectly replicate as well because on older stuff, everything is hand cut. And a lot of the time, um, the training staff will have just bodged something together. Um, so like there's an example of this. There's a game worn Igor Larionov Canucks jersey from your favorite season. Or wait, no, no, it wasn't. It was not an 89 or it was actually 89, 90, not, not 91, but <laughs> they needed a jersey for him, and they ended up swapping around uh, with Jack Capuano, I believe, and just replacing oh, a two with a one. It's funny because you work in cars, right? Yeah, where I used and, to. And and I'm I tend to describe the whole jersey thing to people that aren't really in it as like car related in a way where. There's so many ways you could take a base of a car and kit it out and make it like souped up. Um, but there's also times where you're restoring jerseys or working on projects where 
it's very much like if you had a car graveyard, you'd be taking parts off of that car to make a car complete. There's like jerseys that I have that I've bought because they're really, really beat to crap, but I plan on cutting up parts of it to use as a name bar for something else. Or there's actually like a really cheap CCM right now, but with an authentic 75 patch. So I might go after that Jersey just for that reason. And so it's not crazy. And it's also, it's, it's, is that kind of like playing into your background as well with your, your car history and, and how you went around your, your job. And so is this just kind of like normal to you in a way? It's like, I mean, it has been, uh, combination of basically all of my uh, my life experiences in the past um you know I, I went to university for history and that's sort of how i got the research component or at least the critical thinking side of things because before that i was just a dumb young guy now i'm a dumb <laughs> old guy but um oh, you know you and then you're an course, el dumbasso grande exactly and then, of course, like all people who with a uh, arts degree, I uh, went and worked in the trades <laughs> and uh, uh, worked on cars for a living because that was a passion of mine. And I worked on um, auto upholstery because I thought that was kind of interesting. So I had the experience behind the sewing machine as well. So it all sort of comes together. And like you said, the the mindset of um, scrapping something to make, you know, it, taking project jerseys and cutting them up for name bar material and stuff. You know, I am one of these people who is, uh, who, you know, anthropomorphizes, they give human characteristics to things. So I really feel bad about cutting up a Jersey, but then at the same time, I've, I've had the experience of, well, if you can make it for the greater good, you can cut this into a name bar material and turn in, you know, make something better than that sort of, helps ease the ocd a little bit man it's i mean that's my jersey right didn't you (laughs) cut something up like the yoke so that i have a better nameplate for my beret exactly and i mean a lot of that also uh completely different from the auto industry is uh it comes from the community the part of the reason that i'm so happy is that with this group is how open and willing everyone is to talk about things and give you little tidbits of advice and i was talking to another canucks collector and he said well you know on those on the original 550s and authentics it's a different color from the vintages and you you know the the material isn't going to match if you use the vintage name bar on a original 550 or vice versa so oh crap i guess i gotta get one of those for my my salmon skate that i plan on redoing the name bar on and hey, I've hmm. got this extra material, so I might as well put it on yours because the material that I get normally is for a vintage series, and that won't quite line up. And the enemy of, or you know, better is the enemy of good. Right. So just keep on going down that rabbit hole. Yeah, it's uh, it is a rabbit hole. <laughs> it's 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 interesting where you want to stop because it's kind of like. Uh, ridiculous because we haven't even talked about the fact that yeah maybe we're getting the colors right and the kits are now perfectly measured and um we haven't even talked about now like the thread and the stitching 
And it, it's it's such a level of perfection that it's interesting. Again, cars, it's like, you know how you go to an auto show and you see the prototypes that they're doing just to kind of show off what the, what conceptually they're thinking about. Um, maybe it's not the perfect analogy, but what we can make now is almost like better than what even the the pros on the ice are wearing because we're like so particular oh that's a hundred everything that's a hundred percent the case so i mean i think the best analogy that i could think of is like if you look at a restored muscle car especially um if you look at one of these, you know, two, three hundred thousand dollar restorations, you're going to make, you know, everything is going to have to be perfect. There's not going to be any, you know, there's not going to be any wrinkles in the upholstery. Everything's exactly where it's supposed to be. All the panel gaps line up perfectly. The paint is mirror smooth. And you look at an original uh, car from, you know, you know, a muscle car or an old British sports car. They were just thrown together by people who are half sober. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, Bottle had said that you look in, at a game worn Sydney Crosby jersey and the stitching is awful on it. And now everything's a little bit crooked because it doesn't matter. It's going to be seen from a few hundred feet away. Um, but then when we do the customization and we're, we're, it's going into our collection, we want to make sure that it's perfect, to, you know, to the millimeter. Um, so it is way, way different from the real thing, even if that's what we're trying to replicate, if that makes any sense. Totally. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's, there's one part of it that's like Jersey fouls. So maybe you shouldn't be combining these patches with those players or this player with that uh, make of Jersey, like a coho versus a Reebok. Like that's, that's one level of Jersey fouls. Uh, whatever everyone's allowed to do their own thing as long as you're happy that's that's all that matters but to people like yourself and i it's too bad that what makes us happy is also like what's exactly correct as much as possible which uh we're too snobbish i guess at this point or something you know exactly um so let me ask you uh as a huge fan of the kind of mid 90s third jersey program um what do you think of the reverse retro situation? Um, I think as a whole, I, I think it's a good thing. Um, the fact that it is sort of a one-off thing that they're only going to be wearing for a couple of games has opened them uh, opened the teams up to be creative and try things that they probably wouldn't have done. Um, I find that after you know after the lockout, especially teams have gotten a lot more conservative with their designs and. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, we know it is a bit of a cash grab to get some money from us millennials, but I, I do like the fact that they are, they are going back to the, uh, some of them anyways, or have the guts to go back to the mid nineties designs just to see if it'll sell. And I hope, you know, I hope this is a sign to the league that, Hey, maybe we can be a bit more creative, you know, think outside the box and try some more daring designs. Um, like the the original uh third jerseys from 9596 why mid 90s for you like why was that your thing i it's a harder one to explain because they're not 
objectively nice. I, I, I <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but I, I think it, it, I don't know. Uh, I guess it's more sentimentality than anything else. I remember, um, again, this is why the reverse retros hit so hard for a guy like me. I remember being eight when the third jerseys first came out and being a Canucks fan and seeing the salmon skate. And I, I love the color red and that it's wild and in your face. And I thought this is the coolest Jersey ever. Cause I'm eight. And yeah, I was about to say something and I hear everybody around, you know, like my, my dad and all, you know, all, all the adults saying, well, that's horrible. It's pink. and awful. <laughs> and, oh, I guess it's bad then. And, and, uh, you know, fast forward another 20 years 25 22 years (laughs) i uh i i see a salmon skate and i think i kind of want that and i get it in person and i'm i i actually that was the jersey that got me back into or into collecting and i had it delivered to my workplace and one of the older guys at work who absolutely hated the jersey he looks at it and says Hey, you know, that's not so bad in person. I kind of like it. And, hmm. you know, it's it sort of, I, I think back and think, yeah, eight year old me was right. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, it, it's, I don't know, it just sort of takes me back to that time. So Salmon Skate is unironically my favorite jersey of all time. And I just sort of, because it was part of the collection of the weirdest, wackiest uh, sets of jerseys, I, I kind of latched onto that. And, decided okay well that's that's going to be the focus of my collection wait so you didn't have the other ones like more than a year ago oh no i i've i've dove in head first my god yeah you have damn yeah yeah that's impressive yeah i don't do things by half measures um (laughs) I, i i fully admit that i have at least a few problems but um like I said, it's uh, it's a deep rabbit hole. <laughs> and, hey, you're in uh, a safe place, man. Exactly. Um, so that's that's really cool. So I I mean, for me, the the ninety one ninety two season is my favorite. I I'm fan can seventy five because like seventy fifth anniversary. I just love that patch. I think it's so cool. But the reason why I'm a huge like fan is because um actually in 93 when i was turning eight so around the same time as you i remember going through the the drive-through at mcdonald's with my parents still in my pajamas on the weekend and getting happy meals that got uh the hockey cards with them and when i opened up the pack it was the all-star uh packs which they did every year but that year when i opened it up it was the jerseys they were wearing were like the original ones from the 40s so it was Mm. the 92 like jersey the turn back the clock one and i just have so many fond memories from like that time period of my life and getting into hockey as well and those cards being like the first ones i bought because it was before I really went out of my way to buy hockey cards, but I was always going to McDonald's as a kid. So um, it all just kind of meshed together. And I remember like one of my first jerseys being like the Mighty Ducks jersey, but yeah, 
always wanting like the one from that McDonald's card. And then when I grew up and knew that that was available, oh man, it was kind of game over at that point. Like it just fully became, wait, there's, there's more of that era. Oh, and they were specific and special and unique and different and not like what every team got very much like this, you know, 95, 96 third thing. And I was just like totally hooked. And, uh, I just found wanting to go after it. So that's kind of been my year as well. Um, so, I mean, are you, are you past the point now where you're done with that set of five or are you I trying mean, to I don't improve think upon e- it? Or everybody says that they're done and then comes back. Um, and <laughs> I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna lie to myself. You know, they, I've got all five of the original ones theoretically but you know the the burger king's just a replica even though they never made the authentic and more importantly the Pooh bear and the uh the robopen gradient well they're starters so technically speaking uh one's a uh star patch starter so that would be 97 98 and the other is oh. a word mark starter, which means it's 98, 99. Oh, so oh, no. long story short, no. <laughs> I ideally I'd like to have all four in big or all three of the ones that I'm missing in big block CCM, but oh boy, that's gonna be expensive. Yeah, it will be. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at though. I have the turn back the clocks, but they're replicas just because the authentics are so expensive. Oh. That's and they're super the rare. Expensive. Oh God, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, even if they were, it's just rare. But um, yeah. Well, I mean, ninety one, ninety two was sort of the hallmark year in jersey collecting, and up until that point, they didn't really care about selling jerseys. It seems, or at least they didn't try. And that was the first year that they threw the uh, center ice patch on the or uh, center ice tags on them. And I, as far as I can see. That was the first year that they actually tried to sell authentics. So at least with any effort. So yeah, there aren't many of them around. Yeah. So, I mean, but that's, I'm kind of at the point now to where I kind of resort the fact that um, I'm, first of all, I'm very grateful with the collection I have. I'm very happy with it, but if it doesn't get any bit like more authentic than the way it is, that's totally fine by me just because I've, I recognize that they're rare and I hope other people are enjoying their jerseys because I certainly enjoy the ones I have. Um, So we'll just see what the future holds, but yeah, I can't help but want to keep at it for sure. I just hope along the way, I don't kind of pick up a new set that I want to go after, (laughs) (laughs) you know, because right now the only ones are, the all-star game ones and then i'm like well maybe i just go after all the all-star game ones that of the term stay away from the 96 alts oh yeah (laughs) yeah i mean it's kind of funny there's another guy that is in the woolly boys and he only needs the hamilton tigers left and i kind of feel like dude he's been at it longer if it comes up i feel like there's a pecking order it's like (laughs) you need to get like i'm gonna buy it if i see it but then I'm going to give it to you. And then you just remember, you remember so that if like <laughs> 50 years down the road, nothing comes up. You bequeath that to me 
later. Okay. Oh. Just like something. Oh like yeah. That. I mean, everybody does get along, but I, I'm thinking of with the, uh, like the authentic salmon skates. I know I, a exactly lot of people are after them. Thinking of too. And yeah. You know, we have a pecking order amongst ourselves, but when one actually comes up and the chips are down, it's a free for all. <laughs> yeah. I do you ski or snowboard or anything like that? I uh, know. I've oh, okay. Well, there's this expression called "there's no friends on a powder day," just because <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll go ski with you anytime until the conditions are absolutely perfect, and then it's like, I don't care. Like, get yeah. out of my way. I'm going as many days and runs as I can. So um, it is kind of funny because uh, I got that sense. Like, I, um, most of our listeners, like, there's, there's just many different chat groups that everyone is in for jersey collecting. And El Damaso slash Liam and I are very much Canucks collectors. So within that, like, we'll even try to, like, be friendly about hey there's an auction coming up so who wants what so we don't bid on stuff and like people that we know buy in auctions are just like eerily silent and it's like okay sorry i've made it awkward instead of friendly (laughs) (laughs) it's like (laughs) you know um but i'd rather let my position be known just because like i don't want to be up in the bid when i don't have to i'm exactly but i'm also super grateful that like for the most part no one's really interested to the extent in the 75 logo as I am. So mm-hmm. most of the stuff I collect are kind of, you know, like I won a bid for something on eBay yesterday for one cent and I'll pay $5 one cent cause it's $5 shipping, but like no <laughs> one bid on it. And I'm like, sweet. Now I have a brochure that is the design uh, that an art uh, designer would get on how to use the 75 logo properly in media kits. I think that's cool. That's, you know, that's, so. that's history, man. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything crazy like that from the 95 thing? I'll tell you one thing that I got that I think is pretty funny. I've got a uh, Burger King Gretzky cooler that will fit a six pack of beer. That is pretty damn cool. Uh, <laughs> That would be quite the conversation starter, or at least, I guess it would be good for enforcing social distancing, at least if you ever take it to the beach or something. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as weird memorabilia goes, I, I've luckily decided that I'm just sticking to jerseys because, well, you've seen what happens when I get into <laughs> collecting things. So yeah. if I started getting into cards or, or anything like that, it, it would just be another money pit. So, uh, no, I, I can't say I have anything specific to the 95, 96 season that I'm thinking about it. You know, I'm going to do this on another episode, but this era we're talking about and hockey cards specifically is, uh, so whack, man. Like it, it affected the lockout in 94, like significantly because hockey cards were just overproduced like crazy. And so, I have all of these cards from when I was a kid thinking like, oh, I'm going to hold on to, you know, my Martin Brodeur rookie card. It's going to be like worth so much money or <laughs> or something. But there's literally like 50,000 of them that were printed. So it's like... That's the Beanie Baby effect. Yeah, exactly. It's collectible. So I'll hold on to it. And <laughs> if you think it's collectible, it's probably not. Yeah, well... 
we're not at trivia yet, but you're getting so much crap from me from the 90s from like your prize just because I, I just like have all of these extra sets of cards. Because <laughs> like they're, they're basically like paperweights, man. They're, they're worthless, but it's the memories. The exactly. memories. Oh, man. So are there like Canucks jerseys that you just want to erase from memory that you wish never existed? I think hmm. I know one. No, I, I, I can't say I, I, you know, I'm one of these people that, you know, I, I think it's part of the team's history and I don't think any of them should be erased. I mean, if we could take all the Mark Messier jerseys out of existence, sure. that would be perfect. But I mean, I'm not a fan of the word Mark jerseys. I think they're kind of, eh. Um, but then again, a lot of the early edge designs were pretty awful and the Canucks got away with it. Um, but other than that, no, I mean, I, I'm one of these weirdos that loves the flying V. Um, okay. I obvious, I obviously love the, the salmon skate, you know, all, the gradient is hilarious and awful and I love it. You know, <laughs> uh, there isn't a single Jersey that I don't like for one particular reason. Um, it's just the, the regular home and road word mark Canucks are kind of bland compared to the wacky stuff they've had in the past. So no, I, I'm pretty happy with the team's history. Well, Jersey history, uh, hockey history. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'd like a few more game sevens to have gone our way, but um, yeah, yeah. I I couldn't remember if you were anti flying V or ducks fly together. It's fine. I wasn't uh, sure which way you were on that. I I just find that there's so much yellow in the that that version that it's like so overpowering. But um, it, it's hard on the eyes. But that's why I like it. I, yeah. I, you're talking to somebody whose favorite to, set right? of jerseys yeah, exactly. is something with the Wild Wing and Burger King in it. It's, I, I'm all for weird and wonderful. And as far as regular home and road jerseys go, the Flying Bee is like right at the top of weird and wonderful. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm into those. I love how like the Wild Wing one. It's like a duck that's wearing a jersey. Like the there's yeah. a it, it's like so meta weird. It's uh, oh, if only it had been wearing the wild wing and it just kept on going. Yeah, <laughs> like the, like when the mirrors are on opposite sides of the exactly. elevator. Do you did you ever watch that TV show Pro Stars? The name rings a bell, but I don't think I did. There was only like five episodes of this animated show, but it was uh, Bo Jackson, Wayne Gretzky, and Michael Jordan as animated characters basically like solving crimes and <laughs> good deeds with their athletic powers. It was incredible. Um, I can't say I've seen that. Oh, man. I mean, uh, I've got to look bless, this up on YouTube. Like, God bless the, the age we live in. Like, that would normally be something that would have been lost to time. But, um, <laughs> you can buy them on like Amazon for like 15 bucks or something and it's just like so one of those things that you bought for the memories and you watch it and you're like this sucks so hard but <laughs> you're like whatever like yeah that sounds like as an animated character like sure they even made shoes that were like uh related to it and stuff and i may or may not have them on my watch list whatever <laughs> um, did they make adult shoes 
still okay you said it because that's what i was gonna say next it's like the funny <laughs> thing is like i've messaged a few people and been like so is that a men's size nine or a child size nine because it looks like a child and i'm still not sure that they made these for adults i'm just really hooked <laughs> on like memories from the 90s and people are like yeah it's like a child's nine sorry and i'm like okay do you have them in man child size um, because they did the same thing. Like Wayne Gretzky had like a pair of LA gear sneakers that were like designed to look like uh, hockey skates. But oh, uh, did it same... have blue soles? No, but that would have been amazing. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I'm sure there's a reason why those were outlawed. I, I'm sure like it was harder to see, like if your skate was in the crease with a blue paint or something, but. Whenever I see someone at like an open skate with a pair of skates with the plastic blue rivets underneath and that shoehorn, I'm like, hell yeah, dude. Like, way to be at it. I love it. Oh, that brings me back. It's weird details like that. But hey, full circle on the weird details like that situation, right? Um, do you have anything on your watch list right now besides like these authentics? Uh, from the third jersey program we're talking about that um, you're kind of hoping to find or any other grails that you want to tell the community about in case we can finally return the favor for all the jerseys you keep sending our way? Uh, I mean, the only things that I'm really after right now are jerseys and they're uh, not cheap. So uh, even though it isn't a 95, 96, I would, I would do some horrible, horrible things for uh Tampa storm Alt, which I, Oh, okay. Those, yeah. I mean, those are in the same spirit as 95, 96. I think they just, they, they missed out by a year, I believe. Or was it yeah. Seven I think it may have been nice. Seven They missed out by a year or two, but it's definitely that same nineties energy. And, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love one of those. Um, beyond that, um, you know, I'd like to do the 31 for 31, but then, of course, I'm weirdly particular about which specific era I want and wanting to save a buck or two. So uh, everything slowed down a little bit. Sure. It's highly rewarding, though, 31 for 31, because um, you're in control of, like, this as much as your addiction will let you. But, I mean it's fun doing it with whatever Jersey you want to be the exactly. 31st. And what's really cool about my 31 is like pretty much all of them, like for Pittsburgh, it's not the robo pens and for Tampa, it's not the storm, but for all the others that you mentioned, like it is now the wild wing because mm. of the reverse retro and it is uh, the Pooh bear. And, um, all the others that come with that era, the salmon skate and stuff. They're just, they're so awesome. Um, and I agree. I wish that Tampa one came a year earlier. Um, it came out in 96. And then there's oh, some other like, re like just crazy ones that I wish existed like a little bit earlier that could have joined that craze as well. Like the Buffalo one um, where, you know, we had our gradient in the 2000s, but they had that red butter knives silver like th oh, that I one would have been so cool as part I, of the like the 90s as well i love opinion. the butter knives um 
it's i mean i i think that every team experiments with a red alt at one point in time you know see vegas golden knights mm. um and the the butter knives i think is the only jersey that if you showed that to somebody who doesn't watch hockey or know of any of the teams if you showed that jersey to them and yeah, said guess what the name of the team is it'd say buffalo swords which is closer than the buffalo yep. buffaloes that right. you would get from all of their other jerseys right yeah yeah very good point i uh, i mean that's a really interesting part of hockey jerseys and just icons for sport jerseys in general is uh trying to like is it important to your team to convey what sport it is in the logo or not it's mm. always something that the designers are asking terry smith from the sharks he was wondering that too you look over the logos in the um history of the nhl and it seems to be very cool which teams did it and i don't want to draw like reasons why but um it seems that the ones that convey some kind of actual uh connotation to the game like a stick or a puck in some way were also in markets that really needed to grow the game and so it was more important to convey it i'm not saying this theory holds like all over the place but the atlanta thrashers it has the bird in kind of like this cyclone pattern with like the stick over its shoulder um and then the shark biting through the stick and the golden seals, same thing. Those are all expansion teams that were looking for like acceptance in, you know, warm climate markets. And uh, you don't necessarily see the same thing with like Blackhawks or Maple Leafs or any of the original six for that matter. So mm. it's just interesting um, how that comes about. Because the theory breaks down, well, Winnipeg Jets has a stick, and Pittsburgh, uh, they know hockey. Penguin has a you know stick in his hand type thing. So it's not perfect, but it's yeah, interesting. Canucks' original logo is a stick and a rink. Yeah, that yeah. forms a C, but nobody knows it. See, now that's the other thing. Like our our part of if you were to do a thirty-one, or you to kind of any particular styles, is it? the wilder the crazier the better or do you also like those hidden messages or kind of things that you look for i think my collecting is a is you're giving me far too much credit it's a lot more holistic i i pick jerseys and team or you know teams and jerseys and players just based on what feels right like for the habs as much as i love the barber pole i think the jersey that's just feels right is just a regular old big block ccm um because it is just such a classic look that i feel like yeah. i have to have it um you know and same with uh well basically all of the original six um save for the bruins because the pooh bear is just too glorious to not have <laughs> um so there there is not really much rhyme or reason in my collecting it's just yeah, whatever feels right. And are you going after every Canucks jersey in iteration in history? Um, I would love to, and I'm fairly close to that as it is. Um, wow. Uh, so I've got all of the Orcas except for ni- 99-2000 because that year they had the big block with the Silver Shield. That's 
so obscure and nitpicky that even I'm like, yeah, do I really want to? Plus, they were bad that year. Um, <laughs> uh, the but there are some that I just dead ass can't get. So like for seventy nine eighty, the flying V uh, home jersey, which would be the yellow one. Uh, it's the sleeves don't have a continuous black band that goes all the way up to the V. There's a little break in there and there's no way I'd ever find that. So there's things like that or the original uh, 70 to 72. Um, there are no reproductions of the home Jersey or the road Jersey, sorry, of the blue one. There just don't exist. So I would have mm. to find an original one and just good luck with that. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty content with my Canucks collection right now. If I'm being brutally honest, I mean, I'd love a made in Canada skate. Um, and a, a made yeah, in Canada reverse retro as well, but those may not be in the cards, but other than that, I'm fairly content and that's why I've branched out to collecting other teams. Yeah. Instead of being content and taking a backseat, it's like, now what else can I go after? Well, knowing myself, I, I, I got too deep into it. I can't just stop. I'm not one of these normal <laughs> human beings that just completes a goal and then says, I'm done. I'm happy. I'll stop now. So I hit that crossroads of, do I start going into collecting gamers or do I collect other teams? And I decided that collecting other teams would be a lot cheaper. Yep. And I'm, I haven't breached the gamer, um, realm yet, but I feel like some of these turn back the classic or turn back the clock authentics are more expensive than some gamers. So, oh, absolutely. I mean, that's what I want to spend my money on, you know? I mean, there's a, there's a, a price scale for everything and you can, there are game worn NHL jerseys for under $200. And, you know, there are authentic jerseys that are dirt cheap too, but you know, sometimes a Jersey is just so incredibly rare that it's worth more than, lots of game worn ones it is though interesting where the crossroads happens because i'd love to have a jersey of every defunct team ever in the nhl but i obviously am not going to own an authentic montreal wanderers or (laughs) uh, like i don't think there's anything left of those right like those are literally in the fame if they exist anymore um so you try to supplant that with the next best thing, which for me was the wool sweaters that they would make. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, as soon as you buy one, then all of a sudden you've kind of opened the door to, well, now I need all of the wool sweaters of this iteration that they made because it would be a really cool set. And most of them are about defunct teams. Plus there's some cool history in there. And so all of a sudden that's what made me chase after those. It wasn't so much like, my love for wool sweaters through and through was like carrying me. It was more, I wanted defunct teams more than anything. And then I realized, well, if I'm going to get any defunct team, uh, f- like any Jersey for this defunct team, I want to go like as cool and authentic and as close as possible. And for me, it was those uh, CCM heritage gen ones, because aside from a game ward that would be in the hall or not existing more, that was like the closest thing that they did. So that's kind of how that all came about too. So I was kind of curious, like what are some of the projects that you're working on right now? Um, so uh, right now I've 
got a few things sent out. Uh, oh, the files are sent out. I'm just waiting for the kits to come in. But uh, let's just see what I've got on the docket. I've got a couple of skates that aren't really that exciting. I finally got my Orca files, you know, the materials and the font set dialed in for the Orca jerseys. So I'm really looking forward to getting a couple of those done and showing off that. Uh, beyond that, the next order is when it's going to be really exciting because i i have a uh a korea wild wing kit that is whoa i think i spent i'm gonna say eight hours just drawing the thing out from like i ended up having to get the the font um from a freeze frame of the only game that i can find online um that was the inaugural uh mar or uh january 27th game against the uh the kings in the burger king uh, and i i found a freeze frame from that that had everything lined up perfectly so i i i traced the name because that is a really funky font yeah um, i was gonna say like doing something like that or the paintbrush font of the tampa bay would just be horrible oh it's miserable and there's no reference information online like there are you just cannot find a, an auction of a game worn Korea wild wing. Cause it's just not out there. So I did that and then filled in some of the details using, um, using auction photos from a Dave carpet Jersey and then figured out the scale because I'm fortunate enough to have a, uh, a wild wing authentic that was to my knowledge issued to the then CEO, Michael Eisner. Yes. So, yeah. So I, I have all of between those three things, I have all of the information required to sort of recreate the original um, design of those kits, which to my knowledge is pretty much gone till this point. So I'm very excited about putting that together on a replica that I have. Hell yeah, man. That's a really cool thing to be excited about too. I mean, if I'm going to spend eight hours on any design a wild wing korea would be pretty freaking exciting um i can't wait to see how that's going to turn out that that sounds great man yeah i'm not looking forward to stitching it but <laughs> that's that's the next challenge yeah yeah i mean do you have an appreciation more for that than i could ever think i i could just because like is that a whole world that i don't it's just like Dan, don't even bother, man. Like, just customize your own things. You don't, you don't want to know how rabbit hole this is as well. Is it that bad? It's, like, it's something that I don't think a lot of people find interesting, and I don't blame them for it. It's it, we're talking about slight variations in letter thickness and font and things like that. It's not something that really does get people going and i i don't it it's just weird um, <laughs> but it's something that i enjoy doing i don't know i'm just strange like that you know we're all different flavors of weird in this community and that's just something that i've latched onto. so you know i probably wouldn't advise other people to start jumping down this hole um but if you're interested it it takes no time or it takes no cost to do because you can just get a vector program online like inkscape which is uh free to download and just start playing around um 
Yeah, I think that's where my skills are more um, served. I've always wanted to start playing around with designs. Mm-hmm. I don't think my hands are so great for sewing, but I just have some really cool ideas I'd like to stop seeing just in my head and just for the creative vein in me, just get out of my head and onto paper or screen in some mm-hmm. fashion. Um, I I just think it's a cool hobby that has manifested out of just the boom that's happened out of the last year, you know? Yeah, and, and I think it, it also, like, I, I think the massive in, influx in popularity and just number of users has definitely increased that. But I think the other thing that has made this possible is is a change in mindset uh, towards more localized uh, production of things. You know, now that we have things like 3D printing and, uh, you know, other modeling software, a lot of people are deciding, hey, I can produce things on a small scale in my own home and it can be just as good as what I can get made professionally. And I think that mindset is finally, you know, creeping into this community and I don't see why not, why this won't work. Why, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just, making some plotter lines and it gets cut out and turned into twill. So I I think if anybody does want to do this for themselves, it is a great way of reproducing kits that, you know, otherwise are long dead because there are so many variations in kits that they're like, for example, the Canucks Orca, I can tell you that, um, they used one specific font for one year. Um, that would be the 97, 98. And not only was it stacked differently in that it was semi-reverse kiss cut, but the font was completely different. The letters were skinnier. The numbers were wider and shorter. And they used two different A patches depending on when in the year it was worn. Don't ask me how I know this. I spent <laughs> far too, many, too much time looking at it. And for 2006, 07, they changed the E of all things so that the middle bar goes all the way to the end and it yeah, looks awful. Like, what the hell, but man? they're just little things like that, that if you want to recreate on a specific Jersey, you can, you know, it, you just basically trace or, or take measurements using reference photos. Um, I, I learned this trick from Penn's jerseys in his video series where you take a measurement off of your Jersey and then measure that thing on your image. and then scale it so you know say your patch is an inch right. tall then you can tell how tall the letters are uh just by getting it in scale and measuring from there so it's all very doable and I, with no real resources required and uh it's it i wouldn't recommend anyone do it because it'll drive you insane but it can be done yeah i mean it's interesting what you said because um too, because I, I like people knowing that as um, detailed as this is, it's also relatively easy to get into if you want. You should be aware of the time involved if you want to make it perfect, but whatever, that's, that's your call. It's still an easy, accessible thing for people. Um, but it is kind of interesting, too, how you're like, without, many, without really a lot of resources, but you also learn from watching videos of Penn's jerseys, that one trick. And I think that's what's really helpful about talking to people like you about this, because I don't even know if people knew that there were free vector programs out there 
to download and get involved when maybe people thought they had to use some kind of like after effects program from Adobe or something to get this done. So, you know, it's cool too, because hockey and jerseys and the sport just doesn't seem to lend itself to the fandom that would also require someone to want to sit down and get hands-on and use right brain and left brain all the time with this. So I've also enjoyed finding like a new uh, hobby within hockey that kind of complements the other athletic side of the sport. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, uh, yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of artistry in, in this hockey Jersey community, whether we want to admit it or not. And, uh, yeah, it's a good outlet for that if if you are artistically inclined. For sure. So I'm curious, are you ready for trivia? Oh, God, probably not, but let's do it anyways. <laughs> I, I, I crumble under pressure, but uh, I'm ready to disappoint. Yeah, well, um, I, I have learned so much from over the year that I've been part of the collecting communities so it would be nice to teach you something here if if you fail at any of these questions but i'm, I'm also very learn. i'm also very confident in your abilities and it's always just fun i love the trivia portion um and for you being such a big fan of the mid 90s and um the third jersey program i designed three questions for you around the idea of jerseys and alt jerseys and third jerseys okay oh so, boy <laughs> so um you got three questions the way this trivia works you have to get two or three correct um and the questions vary from multiple choice to fill in the blank to true and false um and in interest and skill level but it's always somehow related to the person so we'll see how you do um We'll also see what your trivia prize will be. You're the matchmaker after all. So I've got some ideas on things that you might get if you win, but let's not put the cart before the horse. We'll we'll get into it when you're ready. Uh, So here's your first question. Okay. It kind of relates to what we were talking about earlier. So we all know that uh, the third jerseys from the 95-96 season have a nickname. There's uh, the Burger King, the Salmon Skate. What are the other ones? This isn't your trivia question. I'm just curious. Uh, uh, the Wild Wing, the Robopen Gradient, and yep. uh, what am I missing here? Um, Pooh Bear. Pooh we Bear, got yeah. Pooh Bear. So there's another team that we mentioned earlier in this episode, and um weren't part of this program but they've had a lot of nicknames for their jerseys over time and so i'm going to say the first part of the nickname and this is a fill in the blank second section you have to give me the second half of the nickname of that buffalo jersey okay all right so uh there's four and here's the first one and we said it earlier so i think you got this one so if i say butter you would say knives Okay. Uh, turd. Burger. Buffa. I love that one. Slug. Go. Oh, they got some great names. Head. 
There you go. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, nice. they have the best names for their jerseys. I, they I mean, so do, man. Oh, I, the, I have a soft spot for the uh, for the Sabres because they're, well, the Canucks expansion cousins, but also they've been very similar with their willingness to go out there. And yeah. I, I, I commend that. Oh, I mean, that's that's what you have to commend them on because there's a few in there that should never have been made. Oh, my oh, the, God. I mean, the Turd Burger may be one of the few jerseys that's so awful that even I'm not into it. But at the same time, I kind of want it just just because of how awful it is. Oh, just, man. just for that picture of Steve Ott alone that's, when they're so debuting that, it. Yeah. Yeah, I almost feel face. like getting it ought and then putting like an N next to it for like not. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you just don't. Oh man. Yeah, but great job. That's what I loved about the reverse retro that they made was it was yeah. like a sweet color scheme and then the butter knives coming back, man. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was and, awesome. And as much as I'd like to see a go ahead come back, the reverse retro is supposed to be inverse of something old and i think right. if they bring back the goat head they really just need to bring it back as what it was but a modernized version and i i that would look really nice so i'd rather see it come back in a couple of years as you know an mic goat head in black and silver and red than some really weird amalgam of it in different colors oh yeah there's certain jerseys that um, you shouldn't really mess with the color scheme of because it would look really weird. Yeah. I, I, you know, the one that I thought I'd hate that I saw the color scheme change on that I now am growing to like a little bit more, but I still am in the camp of not liking so much is the um, Quebec Nordique slash Avalanche Reverse Retro. Just because I'm, I really like only seeing the Fleur de Lis in blue. So mm -hmm. it looks a little weird being in that burgundy, but um, I'm getting used to it. The whole kit when they're in the form is pretty cool. But Yeah, and it helps that it looks a lot nicer than the rest of their regular kit now that they've ruined their pant shells and helmets, but that's a different discussion. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, well, moving on. Uh, nice job on your first one. Um, this is Your next question is true or false, and it is related to the New Jersey Devils. Okay, right. and it is true or false. Prior to 2010, the New Jersey Devils never had a third jersey in their rotation during their season. Uh, I guess we're not really counting. Actually, 2010. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. They never had one. They, in fact, I don't think they've had a true third jersey, but they have had some heritages. Exactly. Ding, ding, ding. Correct. Number two. That's why I made it prior to 2010 because I didn't want any confusion over this or, yes. or splitting hairs. But it's so interesting to me. Like, the, I don't know how much of this is like a Lou Lamorello effect, but um, yeah, dude, the, the New Jersey Devils, when you just go to like someplace like NHLUniforms.com, which is basically my homepage, um, there there's always just two jerseys for like every time they change their jerseys, which is not much to begin yeah, with. They take the but... green out and now they're putting it back in for select games. And that's right. about it. And uh, they could just be so lazy and do the same thing that everyone else does when they're experimenting with third jerseys and just make a black 
you know, just make a black version right. of stealth, if you will. And it would look great. And I'm not the first person to think of this. I'm sure everybody has thought of it and it makes too much sense. And I guess at this point now they can't really do it because <laughs> they've held out for so long. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's just, it's funny. It's like, I just, I think that the New Jersey people, like their team is just lazy or something. Because even when it's like, hey, guess what? We're going to give you the opportunity to do um, a special jersey for this heritage uniform. They're like, yeah, you know what? We'll just give you the one that we were using for our St. Patrick's Days starting in 2009 <laughs> and 10. It's like, yeah. but don't you understand? We're giving you the, no, it's okay. We'll just give you this jersey. We've been kind of using before anyway from our earliest days. So it's not even really like a New Jersey, New Jersey. So it's just like, they're just, it's basically just been like the same jersey in either green, red, black, or white. Yeah. Um, so very good. You're already in the green. So you can't, can't lose at this point man you i can still embarrass some. myself though you can for sure um but this one i think is kind of interesting um as a third jersey fan uh when i was looking up the history of the nhl's just expansion teams and when they came into the league and stuff so your third question is multiple choice it is so we know that you love the mid 90s uh a lot when it came to those jerseys, but which team in NHL history was the first to have three jerseys worn in rotation during a season? It's multiple choice. Is it the A, New York Rangers in 1960, B, the Boston Bruins in 1955, C, the Toronto Maple Leafs in 1965, or D, the Chicago Blackhawks in 1965. So it's the New York Rangers, the Leafs, the Blackhawks, or the Bruins. Um, I said those out of order, sorry. Um, ah, God, but, I, I, I know I've heard this tidbit somewhere, and I genuinely cannot remember, and I think at one point I even tried to look it up and couldn't find it. I, I, I swear the Blackhawks rings a bell, but I don't think that's it. Um, I know the Leafs had some, uh, something to commemorate the war, but I think that was a full set. Hmm. I'm going to say Bruins. You are correct. Yes. The 1955 to 1957 Boston Bruins. Uh, that's when they introduced the yellow. And mm. it lasted for those two years before um, then they retired the, uh, I guess it would have been the uh, black. And then from 57 to 58, and then for a few years more, it was just the yellow and white jerseys. But for two seasons, they had the yellow, black, and white B with the spoke wheel. Uh, and so that's like technically a th three jersey rotation, right? So yeah. it's not, it, it's like, I like that too because it's technically the third jersey, like first thing going on, but it's really hard to technically say when it is because you also have like the New York Americans becoming the Brooklyn Americans in the same season. So there's three jerseys worn during that season and you can split hairs. 
but um yeah really cool fact about them they're also the first uh team the boston bruins are the first u.s team in the nhl all kinds of interesting history there so good job three out of three man so yeah i feel a little dirty about that one because i just basically guessed um but But I left it for last because I didn't want you like sweating in your boots. Like, oh no! Like this is how Weird it's gonna 90s go. Memorabilia is on the line. Ugh. Yeah, man. So uh, great job. Really appreciate the discussion we had today and what you're fun. doing to kind of help make matches out there for people, whether it's with kits or jerseys. And I think you sent me a, a wool sweater lease one, like three hours ago and I'm talking <laughs> to the person right now about buying it. So yeah, it's like, do you have that one already? I do, but this one's in way better condition. So I'm thinking I might be able to get it for cheaper than what I paid for this one. And then nice. give it to somebody else who would enjoy it. Um, but just for the record, I have already found a, a home for this. If I, if I don't get it. So I've definitely, ah. I'm passing on the wooliness to somebody else. If they want. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's up to them itchiness. at this point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, man, thanks for just helping me out personally with some of my Jersey purchases, especially as a Canucks collector. It's always really nice to know somebody who has this level of detail, or if I wanted to get a, thing customized now i know it's not so bad if i wanted to do it myself so that's been really cool to learn about um and thank you for that and you know if there's any shout outs you want to give um i definitely want to give you the mic to give you that opportunity so thanks a lot for coming on well thanks for having me on and uh thanks for listening over the year or i guess year (laughs) (laughs) it's good to have somebody to talk to about my depths of depravity and uh yeah as far as shout outs i just everybody on the server really i mean i'm i would have too many people to go through so just everybody especially those in the projects uh section there are uh, uh, other people who listen to me ramble so thank you for <laughs> that <laughs> for sure and um just want to give everyone um another happy valentine's day hope it was a good one for you guys if you didn't have a a a new or uh seasoned love that you were celebrating with maybe you got a newer seasoned jersey um to into your inbox but the other shout out i want to give right now is to this uh youtuber that's making some really cool videos he's also a jersey collector his um YouTube channel is called Nostalgice, N-O-S-T-A-L-G-I-C-E. He's kind of doing a little bit like what I'm doing with some hockey jersey history, but he's doing it to video, and um, we might collaborate on making some videos together too, but I thought I'd bring him up in this episode too because he is working on a video that kind of exposes how that whole trumpets jersey from St. Louis with Keenan being the veto behind it is not really what it seems. And there's a bigger story there. And Keenan didn't have as much to do with it as we all think. So I'm really looking forward to that video um, and what it's about. So 
really hoping to check that out. And I know you are uh, a big fan too, Liam, like that whole story. So I'm sure you'll be interested to see. I am very interested to see that. And, uh, but at the same time, I think I'm still going to blame Mike Keenan because I hate Mike (laughs) Keenan. Screw that guy. He is still responsible for it as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, there's definitely no Canucks bias in there at no. all. No, he at never all. he never coached here. <laughs> what Mark Messier? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so thanks so much for coming on again and uh have a great rest of your week. Hope the Canucks do well this season. Hopefully we can see ourselves come playoffs time. So Yeah, well, thanks for having me on again and uh have yourself a wonderful rest of valentine's day yeah for sure all right take care thanks you as well the nhl has a lot of logos jerseys and teams that never were the quebec nordiques 1996 proposed rebrand the mustard yellow dallas stars jersey the hampton roads rhinos all things that didn't make it past the prototype stage perhaps the most infamous case is the st louis blues alternate from 1996 At a time when alternate jerseys were just reaching the NHL, we all saw everything from mascots on jerseys to gradients to what looked like cartoon characters. Nothing was sacred on an alternate. Not even traditional horizontal stripes and basic censored logos. The NHL's third slash alternate jersey program began in 1995-96 with five teams. Pittsburgh's was popular and would go on to become their eventual dark jersey but the other four were widely panned at the time. Los Angeles and Anaheim would drop their... See, it wasn't so bad, right? No, hopefully you don't have to cut out too much rambling. It's more me. I just tend to realize that I hate the sound of my own voice and I have said the same stories a few times and forgotten, so... Oh God, I, I'm, don't remind me. I'm not looking forward to listening to it just because I can't stand the sound of my own voice either. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how everyone's like, I'm excited, but also I don't want to listen to myself. It's like, yeah, that's fair.